Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, this is UFC Talk 26 on the tail end of UFC 287. You want to start off? What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was just a great event. I was medium excited for this event, which usually means it's a good event. Right yeah. when you're too when you're too pumped, it's never that good. But the medium ones, when it's just like, oh, it's already here, fantastic. And then like I started watching it, just a bunch of really good, solid fights, good co-main event. The undercard was even good too. Like there's just like a lot of good names. Kevin Gastelum, mm-hmm. of this guy Curtis, and, and the like the head of the prelim cards, which was like a great fight. So like a lot of known names. And then yeah, the main event was just iconic. Right. It'll be one that we'll remember, like one of the best ever main yep. events. So, yeah, overall, just a great event. What fights do you want to start talking with? Huh? Let's start with the prelims. I didn't watch the prelims, but I'm looking at them right now, the results and stuff and some things I heard. So I have a few questions, one of which a uh, friend of our podcast, Chase Sherman, had two canceled bouts on this card. Did you know that? Yeah. What happened? Did he get hurt? Was he sick? I don't know what happened. No, like he had a, an opponent, Carl Williams. I think for whatever reason that didn't pan out. And then he was going to verse Chris Barnett, which seemed like a first one. And that, that was canceled too. I'm not really sure what happened there. I didn't really, I didn't really say. Me neither. But I, I think I heard Dana White talking about that. He, he was sick. Oh, dang. Okay. Or had some sort of condition. I'm going to look it up right now. And then there was also Michael Chiesa versus Li Jingliang, which I thought was going to be a great welterweight fight. That was also canceled. That was canceled? Too? I didn't even know that was on the card. That would have been a good fight. Yeah, it would have. And I didn't know it was on the card either. I just see canceled on it. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even know. I think it was probably canceled a while ago. I don't Maybe. I don't but remember. Dang, I, I wish that was on there. Yeah, I like Li Jingliang. I don't really love Michael Chiesa that much. Also, I'm surprised, though, because they're both ranked that why that wouldn't be on the main card. Yeah, they said Chase Sherman had a medical issue. Dang, that sucks. Well, hopefully he's okay and comes back. I didn't know his nickname was the Vanilla Gorilla. I like yes. That. Good for Chase Sherman. Okay, so um, I want to start with the prelims because there's a lot of big names here. Cynthia Calvillo lost to Lupita Godinez. Okay. Gerald Mearshart lost to Joe Pfeiffer. Okay. The first thing is there was a big controversy on Michelle Watterson losing to Luana Pinero. Did you watch that fight? I was eating and drinking while that fight was going on, so okay. I didn't really place that close attention to it. Okay, I didn't see it, but I'll tell you right now, when it was... I saw Michelle Watterson post that she was devastated. She thought she had won, and I'm like, oh, okay, like she feels like it was a bad decision. Who knows if it was or not? But then I saw fight stats for it, and they were overwhelmingly in favor of Michelle Watterson. Like really? top to down, damage done, the amount of strikes, the takedowns, the control time, every single variable Michelle won except one. And that one she barely lost on. And I think it was like head strikes, and it was like 17 to 20, which to mm. me is marginal. Mm. But all of the rest were huge. Like, I think Michelle Watterson landed like 26 legs kicks and Luana landed like two. 
Michelle Watterson had more takedowns and control time. Like, and you're like, how didn't she win? That's weird. Did she get all of that? And so I didn't watch the fight. Maybe she got most of that in one round. You know, like she compiled all the stats in one round. So she won a 10-9 in that. And then she lost the other two. I don't know. But either way, it seems like a lot of people are posting about it in favor of Michelle Watterson. And that's bullshit. Well, also, you got to figure Michelle Watterson is a lot more famous in America. And has a lot of fans. And people know her. So they're going to argue on behalf of her. But yes. I could I could see that. But yeah, I didn't. I don't remember that fight. I remember she kicked her in the face a couple times, and then mm-hmm. it felt like the fight became more even. Got it. And so I kind of just looked at it as like, oh, that was a close fight, but I wasn't paying nearly enough attention, so I should I shouldn't full comment. All right. Yeah. So that was interesting outcome. I don't know. Luana Panero is eleven and one now. Michelle Watterson's eighteen and eleven. She's on a lose streak. It's just not looking good for her, which sucks. If she did yeah. win. Yeah. And then your boy, Kelvin Gastelum, I got a decision versus Chris Curtis. Close fight. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about it. Cause I didn't see that one either. Yeah. It's like another fight that I, I just, I'm too nice. Like I just want to give everybody ties. You know, <laughs> Gastelum definitely won the first round. And Gastelum looked like old Gastelum moving well, fucking wow. throwing thick combos where Gastelum looked big. Like he always does, but he's just got such fast hands and that big Mexican head. And he's just like so good. Yeah, solid Um, chin. Amazing chin. But then uh, the guy Curtis started turning it up. And so Curtis is a good vet, man. He's been around. First round, Gaslam won. Second round, super close. Third round, Curtis won. So I could have easily gone to Curtis as well, especially the way it was trending. And if it went five rounds, it would have been a great fight. So. To me, it was just like an even matchup. Like they both okay. win. If I see that guy Curtis again, like I'll watch his fights. Like he just seemed really strong. And they said the guy Curtis trains with a strong Strickland. Mm. And it seemed like he had that type of attitude, like good jab, like striker, yeah. like tough, just yeah, a good fighter. It was one of those fights both people win. I don't think Gaslam's okay. ever champion now i think gaslam's like on the decline of his career oh a little. yeah for sure but i'll always watch his fights i like watching gaslam a lot agreed yeah i'm the same all right getting to the main card did you One second and he did win okay. they did win fight of the night so oh, they did i didn't know that they awesome. both got bonus so that's good for them like they they made some bank right on okay how about the young kid uh, rosas yeah i liked watching that fight too i feel okay. like if I was that kid's dad, I definitely wouldn't want him fighting at 17, 18 like that. Like, yeah, I'd be like, definitely trained jujitsu, definitely grapple. But I don't know if I wanted to see you get struck in the head so much. Mm-hmm. But I did bet on him just thinking like he's going to be like a phenom, like just like five, 10 bucks for a first round sub or second round sub. Yeah. And I love how intense he goes with the grappling. He looked good round one. He won round one. Yeah. But you could tell like, yo, you better get this. or You're going to get tired. Kind of like Kamzat. Like they just went for the grapple full force. Yeah. Yeah. He kept shooting for takedowns. Like he, he looked like he did not want to strike at all. I think that's just his game though, right? He's just yeah, maybe a, a grapple. But I also found it interesting because Christian Rodriguez, who's now nine and one, has a pretty good grappling game. He like, he seemed like the better grappler to me starting in round two. And yet Rosas was still inclined to bring it to the floor. So I found that like very weird decision making. I'm like, all right, he's still trying to bring it to the floor, even though Christian Rodriguez looks like he's better. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting to me. But yeah, Rodriguez would... clearly won that fight to me. I think it was an easy decision to make. 
easy. Yeah. It, it was over. And then the last round, Rosas was surviving for his life. Yeah. I think when you're really young, you go to what you're good at, you know, and he's really good Even at if the other guy's better at it. Even though the other guy's better at it, because it's still what you're comfortable with. I guess. I think that fight was a perfect fight of an example of Q winning and veteran experience winning. More I also so- found it really funny because Rosa's been talking so much trash. Like he's like, I'm going to be the first three division champion. Bro, you just got in three divisions. Get one. Yeah. Got- I just think when you're that young, you want to make money and you just see people like Connor. Maybe you think you have to do certain things. I guess I'm, so. I'm yeah, just hearing the, that, I, I was like, thank God this kid lost. It'll probably teach him the most. I agree. And and that's what I was going to say. I feel like he definitely learned a lot from this fight. He survived. He could have easily almost got tapped out, but like he kept grinding, even though he knew he wasn't going to win the fight. Yeah. I think it's really easy to let somebody just choke you out with three minutes left. You know, yeah, like that's true. where it's yeah. Oh, just finish me and it's over and it's you don't get your face pounded in but he was giving it his all so i don't know i i hate a lot of people for their arrogance but i'll give this kid a little break he's so young so it's kind of just like maybe he's going through the motions at least that's how i feel about like that youth yeah you know maybe this guy definitely humbled him and good for the guy christian rodriguez he's yeah older works hard like you said nine and one now he gets some of that shine yeah. the only reason i watched that fight was because that other kid rosas is so young I was intrigued. Yes. You know, Chris Curtis was pretty mad that Rosas got the main main card spot and not their fight. And mm-hmm. I I agree with Chris Curtis. Like, I was like, yeah, that is weird. They're trying to build him up. He's like, I've been in the UFC for a bit. I've been fighting forever. Gastelum too. He's like, this guy's second UFC fight is on the main card. I will say though, I think having the main prelim fight might be better for your career than being the first of the main card. I know some people contend that like you're the main event of the prelim, like it's a different card. A lot of people watch the free TV and they don't order the main, they yes. don't order you and in bars and stuff like the pay-per-views cost crazy amounts of money where they'll always put the fight nights, like the initial fights. So yeah, get more eyes on them than doing that. But I, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I mean, not in my case. I watch the main card and does see any of the prelims. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm usually like that, too. I'm just saying, like, I get what he's claiming, but I don't think it was the end of the world. Yeah. Okay. If I was his agent, I'd be like, look, complain about it. But also, you internally don't stress about it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, it's the type of thing worthy. Fine. Tell Dana, let him be, let you be heard. But focus on the fight. You did well. And a lot of people saw you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, next fight. Holland versus Ponzinibbio. Such a fun fight. And yo, I always thought Ponzinibbio was big, but he looks so small next to Holland. Or is that just me? You're right. I thought the same thing as well. So yeah, I don't know. I was weirded out by that. I was like, yo, I always thought Ponzinibbio was like a bigger dude. Like, And then here Holland looked like a weight class above him. Like maybe he is. And Ponzinibbio is always losing and then wins. And yes. once I saw that against Holland, I was like, He's not going to be able to come back against Holland. Holland just seems too big and too good. Yes. I was like, damn, he looks small next to Holland. Yeah, I don't know. Ponzinibbio has fought at 185, I'm pretty sure. I, I thought he was a 185 fighter. I'm not even sure. His last fight was a catchweight at 180. He fought 
Jeff Neal, Lee Jing Yang, Neil Magny, Mike Perry. These are all different. Court McGee, Lorenz Larkin, Gunnar Nelson. No, I mean, most of the time it is 170. But anyway, I thought this fight was great, though. Yeah, those are good fighters. And shout out to Ponzinibbio. I love his name. And I think he's also like one of the only Argentinian fighters. Yes. So that's why I always liked Ponzinibbio. But I also love Holland because Holland has an interesting style. And Holland is always rescuing people, for those of you that don't know. Like, yeah. Two or three times he's been in a situation where there's been a gunman shooting people and he's taken them down. So I yeah. just feel like that's like real life hero shit. So I thought he, this was he also cool. almost retired two fights ago. He did retire actually two fights ago. After the Kamzad fight. No, I think before the Kamzad fight or something. Maybe it was after the Kamzad fight. I think it was after I, the Kamzad fight where he goes, I'm retiring. And they were like, we'll give you Steven Wonderboy Thompson. And he's like, all right, I'll fight him. That's Which right. There you such go. Such a fight. Such a fun yeah. fight. Yep. And Holland could have tried to take Wonderboy down. I don't know if he was gonna, but he just had his ass beat by Wonderboy, but he took yeah. it like a champ. And it was a great event. I feel like everybody loves Holland. Yeah, Holland getting a KO here was pretty sick in the last round. Beautiful last round KO. It was an awesome KO. And it was a great fight. I, I really liked it. I, I like seeing Kevin Holland in it. Uh, I'm surprised Ponzinibbio and Holland aren't ranked fighters. They're, they definitely... One of them should be, you know. They're not ranked. No. Not even in the top 15. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they were both unranked. And I was like, dang, these are two fucking good unranked fighters. Ponzinibbio, I always felt like was somebody that would be like 15. Like, I don't think he's that good, but he's so much fun to watch. And he gives so much effort. Yeah. Kevin Holland, I think, was in the top five at one point. At welterweight? I think so, or at least I think he was at least seven. Yeah, like Michael Cassius, thirteen. Like I feel like Holland is better than him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Jorge Masvidal is ranked eleven. No, after this card. Yeah, that's what's crazy. The craziest stat is Masvidal hasn't beaten anyone in the top fifteen. Yeah, Shockvad is six. Makes sense. Thompson seven. Jeff Neal eight. But that's Sean, a crazy stat to, to be ranked in the top 15 without having a single win in the top 15 is Bob. I never, I never heard of Jack Della Maddalena. Maybe Holland, Michael Pereira. I don't know how good he is. I feel like Holland should be in the last half. Definitely. I think Holland could hang with a lot of people at the top. He's so big. He's so long. Got a good ground game. Good striking game. Yeah. Love to see Holland fight. All right. Moving to Bantamweight. Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. I don't think anyone expected Rob Font to win. No, and I usually bet the veteran just for fun, but this time I bet I keep betting all the young guys. Like I tried to do it different today. Yeah. It's just like five bucks, but I bet on Yanez because you said it. And then Rob Font with like the sick comeback. Dude, that knockout was vicious. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe he won in that fashion. Great, good for him too, man, because I think people were starting to count him out. And he lost the first round. Yanez came out strong and was clocking him. And yeah, and and Font had a huge welt under his eye, like some yeah. marking on his forehead. After the first round, you were like, "Yo, look like it looks like he's already been in a three round fight." Yeah, right, like so much damage. And then he just used that veteran savvy. Yep, it was yeah, good for him. I'm sure Yanez will pick it back up again. But yeah, yeah, Rob Font's still relevant. And Font won one of the performance of the night bonuses, so he got an extra 50k. Oh, nice. I think he hadn't fought in like a year and he was mentioning like injuries and like some struggles. Good so for good for him to win this and that extra 50K. Like that's definitely 
going to be useful for him. And so I was happy to see oh, yeah. him. Just felt like a good feel, good story. And yet, kind of like the Holland Ponzinibbio fight, just good striking, good knockdown, like just clean, yeah. like pretty entertaining type of fight that if somebody doesn't know MMA, MMA and saw it, they'd be like, wow, that was fun and entertaining. Yeah. This is also a quick fight, but all right. Burns versus Masvidal, Comain. This was the fight I was most looking forward to, actually. Oh, okay. I, I was looking forward to it. I don't know about most. I thought Burns, I think like many people, Burns was just going to beat Masvidal rather handily, which he kind of did. Yes. I just felt like this might be Masvidal's last fight. And also I went from loving Masvidal to thinking he was cringe to now hoping he would do good again. Just to, yeah. like, I wanted him to end his career on a good note. Same thing like Font. Like, I, now that I'm older, I kind of feel for these veterans. Like, you know, like I want them to do decent and then, like, kind of ride off into the sunset. Yeah. And I was intrigued to see how well he would do. But then, after watching all the countdown stuff, the pre conference stuff, and then just the way his body looked when he went into the ring, I was like, Masvidal's not winning. Like, there was no yeah. way. Right. He looked like kind of not pudgy, but just looked a little daddish, you know, like old. Little. Yeah, I mean, he's been fighting since what, 2000? Well, actually, since he was a kid, really. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think as a professional since 2006, it's a long time, man. Over 50 career professional fights and like over 50 something amateur fights. And he got into the game because of Kimbo Slice. And so, yeah, yeah, he has double the amount of fights as Gilbert Burns. Yeah. So I have nothing but respect for Masvidal, but that fight went exactly how everybody thought. Gilbert pretty much yeah. controlled. So does George retire? Did he retire? I don't even know. He did retire at he the did. end of okay. the fight. He took That's his. What I thought. He took his gloves off and he said, "Yeah, I've been in this game so long. I appreciate right. it." Okay. He even said it in the countdown thing, where he's yeah, like, "Yeah, I know I, he had mentioned that before. That makes sense." Yeah, he was like, "I know when I'm going to be ready to give it up because I train at American Top Team, so I train with killers. So once yeah. I'm losing in the gym a little bit, I know my time is pretty much up." And when he said that, I had a feeling he was losing in the gym a little bit, you know, like, right. and it was happening. And I think he thought, look, if I do beat Gilbert, I'll win. And then maybe I get a chance against Leon Edwards, which I could win. Right. Because Gilbert is fucking top three, right? Like Gilbert's fucking amazing. Yeah. Speaking and, of which, do you think he gets a title shot? He was like either Colby or Leon, whoever wins. They're not going to get, they said he'll be the backup, but yeah, they're going to do Colby Leon, which sucks. I don't think Colby no, I'm saying that. they're going to do Colby Leon. I'm saying winner of that versus Gilbert. Oh, I hope so. But I don't know. Maybe they'll make Gilbert fight like Bilal Muhammad or something like that. Yeah, we'll or, see. Yeah, maybe. Gilbert really is the truest BMF. I yeah. wish Masvidal gave him the BMF title because Gilbert will fight people below him in rankings, above him in rankings. He doesn't yep. care. He strikes. Yep. He does takedowns. He does. It's a beast everything he does so hard like i love gilbert burns and yeah i was happy he was the one that beat masvidal yeah masvidal i love this final speech except then he went into like he started talking politics because trump was there yeah and it just, it just felt like kind of stupid i'm like you just gave this like you made this great speech about yourself and your experience in the fight world and then you just made it about something else like afterwards you know what i mean yeah it left like a little bad taste in my mouth. Not that I don't want to talk politics. I just wish he started with that. Talk about how you love Trump, but then go back into the fighting. And mm. I felt like 
because he's been in the sport so long. He is a pioneer. He's fought in every organization. Yeah. He's done so much. He's fought a who's who of fighters, really gave it his all. And he's like one of the last people that's like more fighter than athlete, you know? And I, I always thought that was cool about him. But yeah, that was the only little distaste I had in my mouth was like, okay, he messed up his final speech, I think. Oh, you don't think Florida is the best state? Oh, no. Flor- I, I love that he was talking about Florida. It's just oh, like, okay, okay. like, let's go, Brandon. It became like a little yeah easy. Like, I get it. Don't like Biden, but don't ruin your re- your retirement speech. You're talking about somebody you hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that felt like a little corny. Like, yeah. Don't blow Trump right there. Like, talk about how you love Trump. You're the fucking one in the ring. Like you're the man, you know, like, and yeah. I mean, like, it's that- a political move. If, if Trump, yeah. If Trump is elected again, let's just say it just helps George Masvidal as a business owner. Yes. He's looking to make moves now with game bread fighting. Like, I, you know, Trump's got his back. That That's what I'm saying. He should have started with Trump. I wish. Yeah. And yeah, then I get it. Career and retired. That's all. Just the, order of the way he talked about it is what I would have changed is all. Yeah. But I like Jorge. I like him more now that he's retired. I didn't love that he was talking a lot of shit and fighting Colby after he lost to Colby. But I think this will be a good place for him now. He'll probably just train fighters and do his boxing and still be a top team. And I just think he'll be like a good ambassador for the sport. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a fan of Masvidal. All right. I think we should get to the main event. Maybe the best middleweight championship story ever like i don't know this is pretty good i loved it why don't you tell me your thoughts on all this first all right so i think adesanya first off was that knockout of the night or not i believe adesanya got performance of the night yes i believe performance of the night okay yeah that was an awesome knockout to be under huge fire and fire off two straights that you know take down the titan of alex Pereira. and it's also great for like izzy's story to like Finally get that win, a huge finish win, relatively early to round two. That's pretty sick versus Alex Pereira. It was an anim- like it's also helpful for Izzy because like most I forget what the stat is. I think it's like three fighters reclaiming their championship is only like three and fourteen or something. Like it it's not good. Really? That low? Yeah, like fighters usually do not reclaim their championship once it's lost. It's very low. Whatever that record is, I'm going to throw out the numbers three and 14. It might be like four and 11. It's something along those lines. So Izzy winning that is already like, oh shit, that's greatness. Now overcoming is also personal adversary adds to that story even more. And then the whole thing with like, you know, when his kid made fun of Izzy for getting knocked out and, and kickboxing and then him pointing to the kid and then making fun of the kid for it. And you're like, I don't know. I felt like that was like, yeah, that little shit needed it. <laughs> yeah. Some people were like, that was classless. And I I thought it was like, that was funny. He's like playing with the kid, you know, like, I don't know. I didn't think of it as classless. Oh, dude, there was some great memes for that because you could see like the kids crying. There's a good meme of like the mom and the kid hugging each other and they're crying. And Joe, there's a meme of like, you know, Joe Rogan with the mic in front of their face. <laughs> and I thought that was so good. The kid was really crying yeah he was crying about it and i'm like you know what though that's a lesson man was the kid like 13 for i thought the kid was older now because i thought the kid is older he was like 14 or some 13 stop crying whatever your dad's a beast anyway and awesome like you know what i mean like yeah 
your dad is not fragile and your dad fucked that fucked out of Sonya up three times, you know? So like, yeah. yeah, I thought it was like, I thought it was humorous. And I love that. Like, is these a little petty? I think a lot of great people are sometimes a little petty. Like Michael yeah. Jordan's hall of fame speech. They said he started off talking about all the people that didn't believe in him. Like you know, he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. And that's what he wants to talk about. Like the people that don't believe in him. So you have to have a little of that, like, pettiness and sanity to be great mm-hmm. and i thought izzy was being a little cringe this whole week before the fight with the oh yeah for sure yeah stuff. i was like yo i don't feel like psychologically he's in a good place to beat Pereira, but then he just shut everybody up like yeah. that last combo because Pereira was looked like he was hitting him hard against the cage yep and izzy just timed it so right and you know there was a there was a combo a minute before where it happened a little bit in the middle of the ring. Yeah. But is he kind of shelled up and then threw like a vicious left hand, but it missed. Yeah. But I was thinking like, Oh, that looked kind of cool. But in my head, I was like, I don't know if that's smart to like, let Alex hit you like that and then go. Cause I felt like it was just like, almost like not a bad brawl. trade. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and in my head I was, but I remembered that thinking, Oh, that's new in this fight compared to the last fight, but I didn't yeah. think it was smart. But then when Izzy did it again against the fence in an even worse situation and got the knockout, I just felt like, yeah, I was watching greatness. I was like, holy shit, he did that? And like he said he was going to do that? And it was risky. It wasn't even like something safe, like point fighting, calf kicking to win. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, no one's knocked out Alex Pereira in MMA. Like it's... Yeah, it's 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 very impressive. And then the bigger question, you know what else I found funny too is people are t- <laughs> you know how like boxing stands Connor, like the like the divisive. Now they're doing like, oh, contender Izzy is the best. Yes. So, like, champion Izzy is not is like boring, but contender Izzy is the best version of Izzy. <laughs> I think I think there's something to that though. Because Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, but I think Izzy of says all it of those, you gotta take of- the belt. You know, you got to take yeah. the belt. And when he's the contender, he takes it. But then when he's the champion, he holds on to it. So he's like a little right, safe. Right. Like this made him better. And I think he realized that too. But it's also good to like, because a lot of people are like, oh, Israel Adesanya is boring. Israel Adesanya is boring. That wasn't boring at all. So no, th- that changes his whole legacy a little yep. bit. Like he was always going to be a great fighter. But now that lifts him up a little bit to overcome that type of adversity against like one of your main rivals and to win like that. Yeah. Clean. And then like the whole bow and arrow thing after, like he made it a show like a little bit, like so cool. And then somebody told him though, because he was like, yo, this is an anime. He's like, everything I watch, he's like, I've been putting on Rocky the entire time, like coming up. Like he loves all these artistic underdog stories. And someone's like, well, you know, if you believe in anime, you know the next person eventually you're gonna have to fight is Alex Pereira's son. And then he started laughing. Yeah. But I love that now. I want Alex Pereira's son to train. For like <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Years. But they showed um, Izzy and Alex hugging at the end too, like in the back. Yes. To me, I think it's such a beautiful because Alex knows you're a great champion and I've beaten you three times. So I'm a champion too. And then Izzy also knows yeah. I could have won those other fights and I didn't, but now I finally I, I just feel like there's a a level of so much mutual respect. And that's what I love about fighting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you so, also know this event in Miami brought in the, the most gate for a UFC ever? Yeah, I heard Dana White say that. 11.943 million. And I think he said that beat Madison Square Garden 
Yep. And I, that was also Izzy Pereira, the last one. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, talk about money. That, that Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Miami. I know. And then he kept talking about LA. He's like, LA used to be the best city, but now Miami's the best city. And in my head, because I've been to Miami a few times, I was like, Miami was always great. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't understand like what they mean. Like when like now it's great and it wasn't great. I was like, Miami was they always They haven't been like, there in so long. It's been like a decade. Oh, really? Yeah. They haven't been in Miami in forever. Maybe that's why it's just like, it's been so long. Oh, I made a mistake. I looked it up when the last time UFC was in Miami, it was there last year. The last time they were there was July 16th, 2022. Okay. Before that though, it was April, 2003. Oh yeah. So long ago. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cause yeah, I, I, I've gone to Miami like every other year. I think sometimes it's just like Miami's just sexy and beautiful and hot. And also the great thing about Miami, like the, the funny joke about Miami is they always say Miami's so great is cause it's so close to the United States. <laughs> so like, it's not really the U S but it is. And mm -hmm. to me, that's like fighting, right? So you get the Brazilians and Colombians and Latin and Mexicans. And then like people from abroad are coming to like, just train there. Cause it's warm. Mm -hmm. Maybe Miami's going to replace LA and that'll be the new fight capital. And I think that's kind of good though. Cause the LA boxing commission or whatever sucked. And I remember they would always do things to make like those events like kind of. Yes. I uh, think uh, yeah. Florida is a little bit more hands off with that stuff and good, and, which is why the UFC went to Florida during the pandemic. Yes. And the lockdown, right? Like that was the first event I think was Jacksonville. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's where it was. Yeah. But it was definitely Florida. Florida. I'm excited for the Mexican one. And they said now that Izzy won, maybe they'll do the Africa card again. Because they lost in Ghana and they lost Kamaru and they yeah. lost Izzy. So, and I'm kind of excited about this guy. Who is it? Dreykus Duplessis. He's oh, ranked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's ranked sixth right now. And he's a, he's a white guy, but he's African, right? And so, like, yeah, he's South always, African, yeah. He's kind of trolling. And it's not really trolling because he is African. But he's like, yo, I'm the real African fighter. He's like, Izzy moved to New Zealand. Like, Kamaru yeah. grew up in America. Like, all these like in Ghana, who's in France. I was like, I'm in Africa, and yeah. Usman pissed because Usman's like, you can't call yourself African. And then a lot of people like me were like, well, he's born in Africa. You can't say that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and yep. Usman's like, no. I, I, I like, feel oh. for it. I love this angle. They should go with this angle. I like it. It's a great it fight feels, too. It feels very wrestling, and I love it too. Like it's yes. like a little semi-racism but not totally and i don't think it's racist i think dreykus is right but he's using a little bit of the humor which i think is fair game and i love right. <laughs> i love that and so i think izzy kind of loves it too because izzy was like i don't want to give this guy credit or clout but if he keeps winning i'll fight him so that is yep. his way of giving him some clout though and it's the only reason i know this guy really duplessis so i hope he does good because i don't want to see izzy keep fighting the same people agreed Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the only one. I mean, he's he's beat everyone else in the top five. Anyway, UFC car was great. UFC car was great. I loved it. And then I think we get a really good fight night next week. We get a uh, Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen. Oh, yeah. Cool. OK, I'm actually excited for that one. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Holloway? I don't know much about Allen, but he's 19 and one. So he's got to be really good. And he's really I like good. Holloway defeat fucking up and covers. I don't know if he's going to beat him. This is going to be tough. Remember how we think Holloway has a hard time with strong people? Yeah. 
Arnold Allen is as strong as they get. Really? Yeah, his father was a strong man. Like, he's legit really fucking strong. Really? Yeah. Oh, that scares me. And how does he win most of his fights, Allen? Arnold Allen usually has finishes. It's usually like TKO, I want to say. So he's like a striker. Yeah, but he's, he, he seems seems good at both. Yo, crazy. Clay Guida's fighting in the next card, too. Get out of here. Yeah, some guy Rafa. Wow. Does Clay Guida make it to the Hall of Fame just for being like a longtime legend? I think they make... some of his fights do, but that's it. Oh, yeah. One of his fights, I think, did make it. I think him and Diego Sanchez, their fight did make it. And they oh, also so... put in... They also put in this week a Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald that made it to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, that, of course. How did it not make it sooner? Yeah, of course. That was the craziest fight. And Joe Rogan said something interesting when he goes, that was the only time I felt someone was going to die in the cage. Like, legitimately. Yes. Yep. And I thought it was crazy that he said that because if I was Dana White, I'd be like, Yo, don't fucking say that. Like, you know, like, but yeah, yeah. It, it did feel that way. So talking about Arnold Allen, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is his eleventh UFC fight. Really? It's crazy, right? Of those eleven, I mean, he's gotten like before that, he's kind of versing like what would be considered cans, and he has mostly finishes on all those. He has a few submissions, mostly finishes, but most of his UFC wins are decision. He does have one, two submissions, and two TKOs. Okay. Compared to the one, two, three, four, five, six decisions. But again, you know, featherweight, but he has, you know, a TKO over Calvin Guitar, TKO over Dan Hooker, Sadiq Youssef, Nick Lenz, he beat Gilbert Melendez. Like, he's been a lot of good people. Oh, shit. Arnold Allen is ranked fourth right now in the featherweight yeah. division. Oh, yeah, they, they think he's like the future. And I hope Holloway wins that. Still going to root for Holloway always. But yeah, if, oh, Holloway, yeah. Wins- if Holloway wins, then it's like, yeah. Huge. Exciting. Yeah. So many good fights, so many good things, so many good storylines. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Like always, we'll catch you for the next UFC talk. And yeah, appreciate it. Cheers. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.